0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK experience. James It's Thanksgiving, man. Yeah. How about it? I'm excited. Great time of the year. It is. Uh, I love this time of the year, but you know, Thanksgiving's awesome, man. And, uh, uh, uh I'm excited to have the family around. I'm excited to enjoy the day and, uh, to give some thanks, man.
1: Well, uh, so am I, I really am. I, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, being, the, having around family around and stuff and a lot like you, I, I grew up with a big family, uh-huh. so that was always a, a huge time around our house is, is that Thanksgiving. So real fond memories when it comes to, uh, Thanksgiving.
0: Do you have any, uh, family traditions?
1: Uh, I think probably a lot of the same family traditions that, that a lot of people do. Um, you know, the, the cranberries in the can. Like that's always a staple <laughs> and you know, what always goes to food. Instant, but does you have instant potatoes too? <laughs> no, no. My, my mom would not be caught dead no. with instant potatoes. Now, no. um, uh, kind of a cool thing. We, we still eat on my, my grandmother's, uh, China. No way. So yeah, my mom How has, cool is that? yeah, she's made that a thing. So, so that's a tradition. And then, mm. you know, and then just the family, right? It's, uh, for, for us, it's, it's never been about football games or so much the dinner. It's about the family. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, how about you? You know, we
0: we really don't have many traditions. I mean, we have a tradition every, uh, before every meal, we, you know, all of us will go around and say something we're thankful for. Right. And Mm -hmm. that takes like an hour. (laughs) There's so many of us and it's just fun to, you know, as the kids have gotten a little bit older, you know, what they've been, what they are thankful for. And then there's always a couple kids that you're just blown away with what they say. And so, you know, that's, that's always been fun, but no, really, we don't have a lot of traditions. In fact, I will say one year, um, it was probably three years ago. We, uh, it was just such a busy time of the year and we had just gotten we we'd been around family so much and you know like we're like you know we're just gonna do an un Thanksgiving day and and it sounds horrible, but what it was is like we're just not gonna do the turkey and the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. We're like we I looked up on Pinterest like all of these um appetizers and some really cool different foods. Yeah. And so we did a, a, a non-traditional Thanksgiving. I shouldn't say okay. it wasn't unthankful. It was a non-traditional Thanksgiving. And, uh, I mean, it was a blast. It was fun, but I missed the leftovers.
1: Yeah. Like, dude, that yes. is like the best part is all that dang Turkey. Yes. I'm such a food guy and that's, that's important to me, oh. man. I, I eat that stuff for days. Dude, the, the, the
0: turkey sandwiches, like there's nothing better for me than yeah. the turkey sandwiches, man. Like the mayo, the lettuce. I mean, you, I'm in. Yeah. Like, I want some right now. <laughs> well, I skipped lunch today. So, yeah. no. <laughs> so are you doing so, the intermediate uh, fasting? Is that what you're doing?
1: Unintentionally. unintentionally yeah, a boy. I'm doing the I'm doing the my schedule got clogged up fasting. Okay. That's well, what happened. You should
0: make it intentional then. Like if you're gonna do it, like there should be something fruitful come from it, dude. Don't just do it to do it.
1: Josh, if I skip lunch again, I'll kill somebody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well hey, I wanna I really wanna talk about Thanksgiving. I, w- I want to talk about this time of the year. Um, you know, I listened to, I'd heard some stuff about, you know, back when the Mayflower, uh, and the people that were on the boat made the decision to ven- venture over to this uncharted territory, right? Mm-hmm. This, this new America, this new idea. And it, dude, it, I tell you, man, it rocked me. Um, you know, I'm not ai mean, I like history, but I don't mm-hmm. really dive into it too much. And, uh, I, as I've gotten older, I'm starting to appreciate um, our history and I'm starting to appreciate the people that have come before us in order to make and help create such an amazing America that we live in, in this country. Right. And so I want to dive into like what that looked like back then and all of the things that they sacrificed for us so that we can enjoy the, Non-traditional Thanksgiving, the traditions that we do at Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, well, if if you're if you're going to dive too deep into the uh, into the history, prepare for me to share some historical inaccuracies with you because I don't know. Like I love local history, yeah. love our local area history, but um, you know, I think we were all you, know, you and I were we went through the same school system where they kind of okay, so there was these pilgrims and they sailed over here and they ate. Thanksgiving dinner with the natives, right? Right. That's what we know about. That's exactly right. But in talking to you, you've, you've learned some stuff that, that you think is really valuable.
0: Yeah. Honestly, that's exactly right. I mean, that's what they teach in school, right? They, Mm -hmm. they really dumb it down and they definitely don't put in the reality of what they went through in order for them to not only make the trip, but to survive all of the painful things that they happen to go through, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just an amazing story to share because I know a lot of people just don't know about it. I mean, uh, th- this isn't the story that's being told out there. So um, the pilgrims, of course, were uh, basically, they were they were a small congregation. They were a small church that decided they wanted to go to this new world, this uncharted America. And, and they believed um, in a greater vision. They believed uh, they were a spiritual people, and they believed that, um, God was, was putting on their hearts for them to go out and venture into this new world. And it it was just a pretty amazing thing like that, that they put all of their faith in it. Right. Yeah. And you think about it, uh, the boat that they went on the Mayflower, in fact, at the very beginning, there were two boats. And so they had half of their congregation, one half in the other, the boats were no bigger than a football or uh, than a volleyball court. Uh-oh. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know about you, but I always thought it was a massive, you know, yeah. huge boat that was like half the size of a football field, yes. right? I mean, I thought it was just unbelievably big, right? Mm-hmm. It it wasn't. It was this, I mean, think how small a, a volleyball court is. Yeah. And you're going to take that for like 60 days? Nope. No way. Nope. Right. I mean, it it was crazy. So half of the congregation goes on there. The other one, the half of the other congregation goes on the other boat, which you never hear about because as they set sail, the boat started taking on water. And so they had to turn around and then they didn't leave. Oh. Because they couldn't get another boat. Sure. Right. And so it was just really like, like, first of all, I was blown away with that. Like, okay, that just blew my perception of what the pilgrims looked like at that point in time. Right. Over half of them were women and children and as they went on this journey um they basically so they hired a crew that was non-religious and so they as they went on this on this journey man they had they had horrible experiences in in weather and it actually got to the point where it was so bad that the tips of the sails were touching on both sides because of the waves and think about the sea sickness that you're going to get right these are these are these are not sailors these Mm -hmm. are these are people like you and me that don't go on the water very often and here they are going through one of the most the most horrific oceans out there right they're going through that and so to live on this thing i it was absolutely disgusting like you couldn't go to the bathroom outside so what do you think to go into the bathroom you couldn't throw up outside. So where do you think all the throw up went? Oh, Right. No. And for 60 days, this is how they traveled. The thing that was really amazing about this, because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there goes half the people. I mean, just think of the disgusting things that are going on and what you're going to catch. And then the malnutrition and the kids getting sick. There's no doctors, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you think that somebody, do you think that a lot of them would, would, would have died, right? Yeah. Not one of them died. Okay. There was one crew member that died. And it was a crew member. It wasn't any of the actual pilgrims. Wow. And that was, I mean, to me, I, I was just like, wow, I had an even bigger appreciation for what they did. And here's the thing. When they were 30 days into it, they had an opportunity to turn around and they didn't. Okay. And they knew going forward, it wasn't going to get better. It was going to get worse but they chose to do it because they had a greater vision for their purpose. And you and I, we've talked about that, right? How many times do we talk about purpose? How many times do we talk about a vision? We talk about all these things that sound awesome and so great,
1: but we don't have to go through that kind of stuff in order to truly fulfill it. Yeah. Well, so how about, you know, how about somebody told you, Hey, you know, Josh, that's a great vision you have for 2020, but in order to get there, you're going to have to spend the first 30 days wading around in sewage. Right. That changes, that changes your motivation a little oh, bit, doesn't it? Without like, a doubt. You know what? Maybe we're okay right where we're at. Let's not change. Right. right? So, yeah. but, so that's what they had to look forward to. So, yeah. it, I mean, it, but it just goes to, just goes to show you that if you are committed yes. to something, like just wholeheartedly committed, then you'll endure a lot. That's exactly right. So, the, so they so 60 days later, they finally end
0: up in America. Right. And. They don't end up where they're supposed to be, which is in Virginia. They, they end up 500 miles north in Massachusetts, and they don't end up in the time of the year that they thought they were going to end up. They end up in the dead of winter in December. Can you imagine how miserable Massachusetts would have been in December
1: for them? I can't imagine how miserable Massachusetts is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you do not have a, a tire, yes, absolutely. right. I mean, just think of the yeah.
0: humidity and the, like, and they've got so much beach over there too, where they landed, I guess. They're, they didn't have all of like, they didn't have the forest and they didn't have trees. Yeah. They didn't have all of the things that they needed in order to prepare themselves for a very hard winter. So, I mean, so when they, I, I can, I can only imagine, right? I was trying to picture myself on the ship going thank God there's land. Mm-hmm. Like we are going to be off of this hellboat. Like finally there's our purpose, right? We're going to, we're going to get there, you know, praise God, right? Yeah. They land and it's even worse by the way. Yeah. So they get in there in December. They have, I mean, they don't know where they're going to go and they're trying, they're just trying to survive now. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing that was very interesting is, through those winters that they had, or I think it was in the first winter, they lost half of the people. No kidding. Because of starvation, malnutrition, and of course I'm sure just because of the cold too. Yeah. So here you go, you go on this 60 day journey, you've endured so much pain already and agony, and then you finally reach your destination and it doesn't get any better. In fact, it
1: actually gets a whole hell of a lot worse. Yeah. So, you know, and that's just it. So, so many times we feel like, man, if I could just get to this point in my career, in my life, in whatever it is I'm doing, if I could just get to this point, everything's going to be daisies. Right. And how many times do we do that? And I'm I'm making a huge analogy here. I I hope you're all right with that. But um, how many times do we get there and go? Wait, you mean it's just more work now? Right. Like I have to, I have to work harder. Yeah, as so I say, it. <sighs> you mean I have to be really committed now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, here these people were. You know, they they wash up on this beach and they're like, okay, great. Now you know we don't have to eat canned food anymore. We don't have to. You know, we don't have to sparingly drink our water. Yeah. But there was only more to come.
0: Yeah. So they go in and they, so and it's a whole new like. The agriculture is completely different for them, right? So they don't know how to farm the land. They yeah. they don't know what it takes in order to be, you know, fruitful in mm-hmm. this new land. And they, I guess, they always knew that there were there was somebody out there. They always knew that somebody was watching. They just didn't know that or that it was the Indians. They didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, one of them comes out. Uh, one thing that was I thought was really interesting is that um, they didn't trust because they were from Europe. Um, they didn't trust the water, so they didn't drink water, right? They didn't know because back in Europe, there's so many issues with their water and the mm. contamination and people dying from it, that they they uh, um, produced beer. Okay, and uh, it's a really great and interesting story. There was an Indian that had been, uh, long story short, Indian um, had been taken had been had learned English, uh, and then came back to the land, and then he was the first one to come out, and his first words were, "You got beer." No kidding. Yeah, I just it blew me away once again. I just was, every story that was unfolding in this, uh, uh, this message was like, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like, is this really? And it was, you know, it's the truth. is what happened. So that's how they made the connection with the Indians. And they got through that and they built that relationship. But that winter that they spent was really, I mean, once again, they lost 50% of the people there, right? And it got to a point, and I thought this was an amazing thing. The gentleman that I was hearing the story from, they continue to carry this tradition but it got to a point where the rations of food were so low that they knew that everybody could not eat more than seven kernels of food on their plate a day. And so that's what they got for their rations. Wow. And to this day, this gentleman that was telling the story, that's what they do as their tradition. When they do Thanksgiving is they always put the seven kernels of corn on their plates to remind them of what happened in order for them to be able to sit at this feast and, uh, live in this great country,
1: man. Again, how about, how about that? I two two parts here. One that furthers my analogy, right? Knowing that we're going to have to tighten our belt at times yeah. to make it through. Yes. Right. We're going to have to make huge, huge sacrifices yeah. to achieve the goal. We want to achieve and we can't, once we even achieve it, we cannot get so far away from it that we don't remember where we came right. from and yeah. where Uh, you know, the things we had to do to get there. So I love that. I love that seven kernels of corn thing because man, that's them paying homage to, to the people that before them that, that if they hadn't done that, we wouldn't be here. Well, and that's exactly
0: right. And you know, I'm not going to dive much more into that story because I think that's really, to me, that was the really impactful part of it. Right. And, and where, where I want to take this is like, you know, I never appreciated Thanksgiving to that level. You know, Mm I, I thought, Hey, listen, they're going to make the trip. You know, they land where they need to. They're going to make it through the winter. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not thinking of the women and the children that are dying. I mean, it's one thing when you think of of men dying, right? Mm -hmm. And with that, the men die in war all the time. And, and, but when you think of women and children, you think of like every member, every family was there, lost a family member there wasn't one family that didn't lose a family member. Can you imagine that? That's tough. Yes. I mean, just the pain that you got to go through in order to, and you're seeing them die too, by the way, it's not like it's just, Hey, uh, you know, you're in a war and they get shot. I mean, you're literally watching them deteriorate. Just, you know, so I'm thinking of all this stuff and it's like, but they were so committed to their cause. They were so committed to their purpose that
1: they even felt like doing this was a purpose. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, Again, it goes back to that sacrifice, right? We're going to have to make sacrifices. And, and these people knew that. Now, I'm fairly certain when they when they left the shores of of Europe, they weren't like, well, half of you kids aren't going to be there when we get there, or half of you kids aren't going to survive this winter. But they knew there would be huge sacrifices. No, they did. Oh, they, so they just like were they pointing knew, out which kids? They
0: knew going into this journey that a lot of them were not going to survive. Wow. That's the thing. Oh, and I did, I did miss that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. They knew going to this, this was the price that they were willing to pay. Can you imagine that? I, you know, once again, I put myself in that and I'm going, okay, you know, would I put my children and my wife on a boat knowing that there's a good chance that, I mean, I'm not, I make it, they might not make it. We might not all make it, but Hey, listen, I truly believe in this purpose, right? Man, I don't know if I've got that dude. I know. It I don't just, no, it's no crazy. Way.
1: No way. How do you, how do you do something like that? Knowing that? Yeah. So, and that's where I was going with that. I'm like, yeah, they, no way they could have known, yeah. but no,
0: they did. That's weird. They, they had those wow. conversations and they knew once again, 30 days into it, they knew that the trip was going to get harder. They knew that now was a time to pull back and go home if they needed to. And they chose not to. So they knew what they were getting into. And uh, I just tell you what, I just, it, it, it gave me such a deeper appreciation for, those that went mm-hmm. and, and, and we are, I mean, we're products of that. Right. Yes. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, and we can expand on this So You and I spoke a little bit earlier about that is, you know, there's so many men and women that have sacrificed their lives for this great country. And as I think about that, you know, this time of the year, Thanksgiving, do we really appreciate that? You know, do we, do we really take time to understand and and appreciate all that we have? You know, we live in a very, very volatile uh, time in our country where, you know, the political correctness and the, and the, the politics and, and uh, what you can say and what you can't say and what side of the battlefield are you on? I mean, all of those things, like we, it's so divided right now. And it just, it made me really look at like, are we really missing
1: the important things? I think sometimes we do. I think sometimes we overlook, uh, the, 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 the sacrifices that were made so that we can appreciate the things that, that we do. Uh, you know, my, my dear departed old man, uh, he used to say, Hey, you know what? A lot of good people. And he was, he was a vet, right? So he was a, a Vietnam vet and, and he would say, Hey, you know, a lot of, a lot of really good people got their asses shot off. So you could have these things that you take for granted Yeah. Just keep that in mind, right? And yeah. so I always have. I was not. I'm, I'm. I was not in the military, but I have such enormous respect for military veterans, um, you know, first responders, those people yes. who actually put it on the line yep. so that we don't have to. Yeah. Like I, I have the utmost respect for them, and I, I always do. I, I tend to not take that for granted because I've seen it, and we continue to see it. And um, I'll tell you, I just, I'm thankful. Every day, and and right now, there's a lot of those posts. Hey, day you know day number twenty two, I'm thankful for this. Day number twenty three, man, I'll tell you what, there's days in April when I'll sit down and go, oh, I am so thankful for our police department. Yeah, or I am so thankful for our fire department. That's awesome. You you have to you have to continually be grateful for those things, and but every once in a while. We need a little reminder like like this right here right how we got to where we're at
0: that's exactly right man i just you know i love and i we you know so speaking of traditions right you know things that we uh we do and we haven't done uh, i will tell you that we are going to put the seven kernels on our plates this year is that right yeah it's going to be a tradition i mean how could you not once you know that story once you know like what people were willing to sacrifice not knowing that there was ever going to be a James Rivera or a Josh Kalinowski. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that it was going to be us, but they knew that there was a future and they were building that foundation back then. Right. Sure. And so um, I love that tradition. I, I love um, that thought of remembering those that have come before you and what they were willing to sacrifice for. And, uh, and it start, I mean, it goes all the way back then. Right. And uh, I'm excited for, uh, I'm, I'm excited for that moment and to have that conversation and to be able to repeat that every year
1: and re in remembrance of, um, those that paid the ultimate price. Dude, that's great. That's so. great. I, I love that. I seriously, I love hearing that because I, and I had never heard that story before you yeah. just told that and man, that is, that is so strong, right? Yeah. I'm
0: so glad we were able to share it. I'm so glad this was the perfect time of the year for us to to be talking about it. So, you know, listen, uh, for those of you that are out there, you've heard this story, you know, what are you going to do now, now that you have a better understanding, now that you have a better appreciation of, uh, the foundation that was laid before us, how are you going to remember that? What are you going to do this Thanksgiving? Heck, what are you going to do this Christmas, this season as you're looking at all of the things that happen and getting busy with all of the stuff that uh, this world tries to put on your shoulders and all the expectations. How are you going to take those times and those moments to just be thankful for all of the stuff that you've taken for granted, that we have taken for granted? And
1: uh, what are you going to do to remember that every year? I'll tell you, me for one, I, I've committed to this. If I'm thankful for something, I'm going to let somebody know that I'm thankful for Awesome, man. It, you know? I think that's great.
0: Yeah. Act on it, right? Yeah that's good. All right, guys. Well, Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, and I hope you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving. I hope that you're able to talk, uh, take some time with your family. And, uh, if you're not with your family, I hope that you're able to take some time to just sit and appreciate all the things in your life that you have. And, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you guys always listening. And, uh, we look forward to seeing you and hearing you on the uh, very next episode.